Y'all know us. We finna take it up another motherfucking notch this week. This is the Bunt, the People's Podcast, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. Yeehaw! Copy that, you some bitch pile of monkey nuts. <laughs> Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. <laughs> Drop that bitch. And now, live from Studio E, the bunt with Safer and Donovan. I'm D Jones. As always, I got my main man, the ghost, with me. And none other than the mad scientist himself, Ants One behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Still, Ghost, as Caleb Barnett would say, this is low key one of our finest interviews ever. Tell the people what we got popping this week. Oh man, we got a big legend in the building. None other than my main man from way back in the day, high school times, <laughs> Damien Bravo. You know what I'm saying? legend doing it for real big time back in the day an honor and a privilege to have him on but yo this dude's low-key funny man low-key hella funny he's got crazy stories we went down memory lane it was a blast i know y'all real bunt listeners out there are gonna appreciate this for the classic that it is instant classic Uh, Mm -hmm. the post office blew up this week thank you everyone for your emails and then uh Shit, I think Dak got a new deal. We talking sports after that. <laughs> oh, you talking about a bag. This guy got the fucking Brinks truck, dog. Yeah. Guaranteed. So if the pot ain't enough for you, make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Subscribe to us on YouTube at The Bunt Live. And then head over to our website, TheBuntLive.com. Every episode we've ever done, ready and waiting for you to listen, man. You know what time it is. It's shout out of the week, baby. Shout out of the week, man. Couple Bunt alums in the building this week. Let me spark it with a true legend. Uh, I don't even remember what season we had him on. Just a a class act. Mr. Brandon Westgate got his, uh, I think, a new shoe popping at New Balance or some shit. But anyways, he dropped a little part for that. And... Yo, that fool never disappoints. He's around our age, still fucking making it pop. Three flipping up all types of crazy shit. Still got the style, still got the pop. Don't sleep on Brandon Westgate and go watch that if you haven't. Next up. You know those skaters out there that refer to skating as a job and yeah. it's like work? That man, he puts in real work. Oh, ain't that the truth? Uh, next up, a more recent homie, season 12 young stud young star up and comer in the game our boy mr steal your board dropped a heavy heavy little section in uh this video called portions by austin bristow uk thing uh it was epic as fuck of course i'm talking kyle wilson here but the, the whole gang snapped there was some tom snape in there Danny Brady went off. I know you saw Woo. those back 180. Oh no, you didn't see it yet. You slacking, cuz. Back 180 fakey 5-0 combos. All types of shit, man. All legends. Chewy. You know what I'm saying? Lucian. Woo! Your boy Lucian, Donald. Hey. 
anyways go watch that on free skate mag you get me and uh who's this section brought to you by unofficially <laughs> free skateboard mag and they they gotta send me a t-shirt or something for fuck's sakes <laughs> <laughs> yeah one day man so like we said we got damien bravo in the building what is it man always stand from the top or always cut from the bottom how's that shit work oh shit it's like always sand from the top sun never from the bottom from the bottom <laughs> i don't know damien bravo real legend absolute one of the best interviews you're gonna get all season he keeps it real and uh for those listeners who love their r-rated style interviews the fred galls of the world <laughs> this one this is that this is that shit so you know you're gonna keep yourself tuned in for the next hour we got damien bravo in the building you got anything left to say nah strap in because it's a fun one it starts off you know a little mellow and then once we go down memory lane it just gets crazy i'm gonna i might have to listen to this one again myself all right bro let's place the order we can holler at maker pizza on their app or we can head in store downtown queen and spadina uptown avenue road in lawrence it's a tropic thunder type of day with some wings couple cookies i know you love your ginger ale but let's get the pizza popping maddie tell them what we're working with this is literally the best pizza in the world and let's get into the interview man <laughs> All right, y'all. Super happy to have Damian Bravo in the building. What's cracking, man? Just chilling. Just out here in New York, in the Lower East Side. It's snowing out today, so not doing much. Waiting for the Super Bowl to get on. Yo, oh, let's, let's go. go. Same. We live in the same life right now up here in T dot. <laughs> fresh snow <laughs> from last night. Yep. Nice. You guys are in Canada, right? Yeah, Toronto. You came up here oh. once before. Yeah, I love Toronto. We had a great time there. Hell yeah. Got to get back soon. Mm-hmm. So we start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Favorite skate moment? I'll do the sports one first because I got to think about the skate one. But I would say the favorite sports moment was watching Michael Jordan win six championships. Mm-hmm. I grew up playing basketball. Sick. So that was probably my favorite sports moment. And then my favorite skate moment was the day I got sponsored by Real, probably. Oof. Does that count as a skate moment? Hell yeah. That's a huge yeah, one. Yeah, that was probably the best one, for sure. And learning tray flips. <laughs> Those two, <laughs> pretty much. Like, I still remember my first tray, but they still suck. 20 years later. <laughs> <laughs> so take us back to the beginning. Where did you come up and how did you get into skating? Um, from Kodiak, Alaska, and uh, my cousin had a had a like an old beat up Cavalero, like a Steve Cab or a Steve Says or some shit, and uh, I would ride it down like a dirt hill because it was all compacted, and so I would just like kneeboard on that when I was like nine, and then I didn't get my real board till I was like not a real board but like a Sears catalog board when I was like ten, and I just. Took, I never stopped from there. Got hooked. Hell yeah. So I heard at 14 years old, you opened up a skate shop, man. How does a 14-year-old pull that off? 
That's true. How'd you find that, Moss? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I borrowed two. Well, my mother and they own a restaurant bar, like a Mexican restaurant bar. Mm-hmm. And at the time, the restaurant was in like a um, like a mall, like a mini mall. Okay. And so, me and all my boys, we always had to order our shit from CCS or like Cheapskates. Remember those? Mm-hmm. And we just got sick of it. So I was, I borrowed like I don't know two or three grand from my mom. And uh, I was like, I want to borrow, I want to make a skate shop because she had another little tiny little slot in the mall. Okay. I was like, why don't we put a skate shop in here? And then she was down for it because she's always like been super supportive for skating and like me and me and all my homies. So she yeah, she gave the money and she said, <laughs> "This doesn't work. I'm cutting you quick." <laughs> <So> <laughs> she made me pay rent and everything. She was like my boss. Damn, dude, that's crazy. Yeah. She was down for it. But um, yeah, my first ASR was uh, as a buyer. Wow. We we flew down there. And I, the first pro I ever saw was actually Keith Huffnagel, which is really weird. Damn. He was on fun. He had that bowl cut <laughs> with the blonde hair. Yeah. It's kind of ironic that we ended up being teammates years later. That's crazy. So whatever happened to the shot, man? I dropped out of high school and uh, I handed, up, handed over all my accounts to my boy Orion. And he started his own shop with uh, his dad. And that shop's still there, actually. Damn. Kodiak. It's called 58 Degrees North. That's sick. But they sell, like, climbing gear and all kinds of other shit. Okay, so he expanded it a bit. Yeah, they have, like, six boards on the wall and, like, you know, pig wheels and shit. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, that lasted pretty good. We did good. We never... I always made rent on time. Sometimes... I wouldn't even pay myself if we didn't have the money. So, and I had two employees, Heather and Tiffany. They hated me. <laughs> they would work while I was at school, and then um, I'd come home after school, or I'd come down there and work after school, and then go skate till dinner time, and that was it. Were they older than you? Why'd they hate you? Yeah, they were older than me. They thought I was a little punk. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> like a rich little punk or something, but. They just didn't like having a boss younger than them, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. They were cool, though. They were like goth chicks wearing black lipstick and shit. So what made you pack up your stuff in Alaska and head down south to California? Just to skate. I don't know. I, um, I lived in... I did half of my senior year in Santa Barbara because my sister moved down there when I was a senior in high school. So that's where I met like all, the, all my friends... I still have today, actually, down there. All the church of skating guys, the shorties guys. But then my sister moved back to Alaska, and I didn't go to school for, like, two weeks, so my credits were all fucked up when I went back to Alaska. And they're like, you're going to have to go to summer school. And I was like, uh-uh. So <laughs> that's when I dropped out. and <laughs> I dropped out and went fishing on a boat in, in the, to the Bering Sea when I was 18. Jesus. And I was out there for two months and made like three grand and then uh, went to Oregon. I was just fucking off, not doing shit, just skating. And uh, I got a call from Legion, uh, Frankie Hills Skate Company, because I had met them when I was down there for my senior year, skating around with them. And so they wanted me to ride for their company. And they are like, we can't pay you, but we'll give you a place to stay. Like that's good enough for me. Damn, that's equal. <laughs> I just slept on the floor, yeah, or on the couch floor, wherever. 
and just like filmed and skated every day with them that's crazy so yo just back to the fishing real quick the uh the bering sea is where there's like that fishing show on tv nowadays yeah that's where you're like out there for months at a time right yeah the deadliest catch yeah deadliest catch so you were one of those guys for a little bit yeah how long you gotta stay out there well we're out there for a month and then we come back then another month we had to work like eight hour 18 hour days Jeez. it was so cold and miserable i'll never go back but it was a good experience i guess you know yeah so holy <laughs> it was crazy you got to sign a contract that says like if you die like they're not liable and shit holy fuck so speaking of death there's a story about you saving lives while you're on the boat man supposedly you saved two guys lives that went they went overboard yeah i did yep not all in one trip the first time was this uh 22 year old kid we weren't we weren't in the bering sea we were in the bristol bay and uh, it was blowing like 60 miles an hour out eastern wind it was colder than hell and then um he had his like he had his, you know, have you ever seen South Park where the kid with his hoodies yeah. on and it's just like a tunnel? Yeah. He had his shit on like that. And we have like a tow line that is jumping around and uh, he got pinned against the rail and uh, it, it was like under his armpit and we we're going up a wave. And when we went down the wave, that line just slingshotted him out into over the, over the rail into the water. Fuck. <laughs> yeah he was holding on to it for a second and then the boss was like hold on to that shit like a fucking monkey yeah. but uh like it, it like bounced him off and it was just like slow motion just watching him fall into the water like oh my god yeah so i had to uh, uh get the life ring out and throw it at him but by the grace of god he was on the right side of the boat because the wind and the current shit, was pushing yeah. him towards the boat Oh. If he would have went on the other side, off the other side, we would have lost. He would have been gone. He would. He would have been. Jesus. Like, we had our net out too, so you can't just turn the boat around. Yeah. You have like a, you know, four thousand pound net out. It was blowing sixty. So, by the time I got the life ring, he was about <laughs> I don't know nine or ten feet away, but I didn't want to miss him, so I was like super blacked out, and nervous. Mm-hmm. But I almost like hit him in the head with it. <laughs> I was like, get your ass over here. Fucking lassoed him. He grabbed it. He was like kicking and screaming like a cat. And uh had to like lift him up by hand, like over the rail. And I just body slammed him back on deck. Like, Don't ever do that again. And he's like coughing and kick um you know, like spitting out water and shit. Jesus. And then I started puking because like all the <laughs> adrenaline. Yeah. It's blowing 60, so the puke isn't even touching the deck. It's just going straight out of my mouth, like, straight out into the wind. <laughs> then my boss got pissed because he thought I was seasick. I was like, dude, I'm not seasick. Like, it was just like the adrenaline. It was crazy. That's insane. Yeah, we made him call his mom, like, tell, tell her what happened. Because <laughs> we know his family and shit. Yeah, that was the first time. The second time, the boss was asleep, so he's letting my boy Mike D drive the boat make a set making a set is like when we rolled a net out mm. and this kid had the buoy in his hand and was he's gonna walk it around the boat around the rail of the boat but this another kid he was like what I think he was like 19 or 20 and he wrapped the line around his his arm 
to hold on to the buoy and one one arm for the buoy one arm for the for the rail of boat and uh mike was turning he didn't see him so mike d was like drifting away from the net and so he's like stretch armstrong oh. with the net on one arm and he's holding on to the other i was just like dude just let go just let go of the boat you're gonna rip your arm off and so he got slung slung into the water too and i had to go grab like a a long we have this thing called a, a net pole like mm-hmm. a hook pole oh yeah okay. i don't know it's about 18 15 feet long so I had to go up to the to the wheelhouse, yell at Mike, like, dude, turn the fucking boat around. He's fucking in the water. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. By that time, he was drifting away. But it was slack tide, so he got lucky again. Because uh, if the tide would have been running, he, he would have been gone. Jesus. Like, see you later. <laughs> so we just got the hook pull out and... Same thing, like, don't ever fucking do that again. Oh, Get yeah. your ass on the boat. Guy hooked him like by his pants, like brought him closer to the boat, and he was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. I bet. It was yeah. a shit show. But, yeah, that, that's, uh, that was a couple, that was a few seasons ago. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucking terrifying, man. Deep sea fishing ain't for us, bro. So let's bring it back to skating for a little bit. What would you say is your first big break in the skate industry? Probably getting to film for uh real to real because they're kind of rebuilding the team they had just kicked off quim and salmon was gone and so they kind of wanted to get new ams and uh they picked me and jt to we we were going on tour and actually like filming every day and like getting paid so i think that would, that would probably be either that or getting on legion because if i never got on legion i would have never gone on real i guess so speaking of getting on real, how did you get hooked up with those guys and become part of that family? Well, the whole time I was on Legion, I was filming because I, I just thought we were going to make a video. But before we even got the video out or anything out, our, the company went out of business because it was funded by this crazy-ass rich kid from Palo Alto. And uh, Frankie Hill was a dentist. He still is a dentist, I think. He makes fake teeth. So he couldn't really support the company. So the company went out of business on a Friday, and uh, Mike Santa Rosa was having a party. And I don't know, I was super bummed out. I didn't even want to go, but all the homies were like, no, no, just go, just go, just go. And so I went, and I ended up talking to uh, Dave Flores. I don't know if you know who that is, but Mm-mm. he at the time, he was the head graphic artist to... Uh, to deluxe for real and deluxe he did stereo real and so i talked to him and he's like yeah i heard legion went out of business why don't you send up your footage so i got all my footage together that i had been filming with legion they're like yeah take your footage we don't care they're cool cool and that was basically like my sponsor me tape i guess well pretty much that's how everyone used to do it send in a sponsor me tape mm-hmm. so i sent in my tape on a monday and they called me the next like friday or something because uh my boy dave like made jim jim and mickey and all them watch the footage and i guess they co-signed on it and put me on flow damn and so uh, mickey calls me up on the phone he's like who you want to skate for anti-hero stereo or real he's being a dick about it i was like real dude <laughs> and so i think yeah that's when i just started getting real boards like on flow style damn and then I, I would just drive up back and forth from Santa Barbara to SF and stay on Dave's floor and just bug the shit out of him and skate. (laughs) 
That's so sick. You got to choose between the three. Yeah, that was. I don't know if you can do that nowadays. I don't know, man. That's some old school shit, though. Just dropping off the the sponsor me. That's so sick. <laughs> yeah, dude. Put it on like a little floppy disk. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even a VHS tape. So James Hardy, good friend of the show, told us a story about you having your jaw wired shut in Mexico, man. What happened there? Oh, man. That's a long story. You got time for that one? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that one sucked. I think I was like 24 at the time. I was on a trip with my family in Mexico because my old man is from there in Mazatlan. We were in Mazatlan. So I just went out one night, and it was like happy hour. You get three beers for the price of one. So I was just getting smashed and just kind of going for it. And uh, I was with these... I had, like, my own table, and then the place was packed, the Blue Oyster. And uh, these three chicks and two <laughs> dudes, Mexican local dudes, come up and like, can we sit with you? I was like, hell yeah, come on now. So we're dancing and doing all this shit, and making out with the babes and uh <laughs> i guess one of them the one of the dudes liked the chick and i didn't know i was just like whatever mm-hmm. dancing and making out with these babes i'm on vacation i didn't give a shit and then uh so he gets in my face and i was like whoa, 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 whoa. i don't want that whatever i called her and uh he got all huffy and puffy so did his friend and so I'm like, well, f- you know, I'm leaving. Fuck this shit. And so when I left, I go to the bathroom and I come back out. And they're getting in a cab. I'm getting in a cab. Ironically, I'm like literally right behind them. And so we're talking shit back and forth. They go where their hotel is, like, r- is right by where I was staying, too, which is even more fucked oh, up. Fuck. So we both... So... They stop. Their cab stop. My cab stop. We both get out. Oh. And so I'm fighting. I'm fighting them, and then I have one of them on the ground. And then before I know it, I'm like, "Shit, where's his friend?" And I look up, and his foot is coming right towards my face, like oh. a soccer, soccer ball kick. And uh, yeah, I just saw a white light and fucking passed out. I don't even know how long I was out for. But when I got up, they were like walking away, and a fucking uh. Yeah, dude, my jaw was broken in two spots. One, like, right in the front and then on the side. Jesus. A metal plate here and here. And so I'm puking in the bathroom, puking blood and shit. Go back to my house, go to the hospital. They're like, yeah, your jaw's broken in two spots. I was like, fuck. And I didn't want to get surgery there, so I flew home. Or I was like, dude, I got to get the fuck out of here. So they gave me this huge-ass pill, like a pain pill. And I had an empty stomach because I had just been drinking all night. And I stayed up all night and went from like Ugh. four in the morning to waiting at the hospital till seven. And uh, get on my flight and that pill starts kicking in. So I start puking everywhere, like on my passport and all over oh. my lap and shit with a broken jaw. There's like blood in it. Oh my God. And uh, I went to LA and I didn't have insurance so no one would fuck with me. So I had to go to UCL. I had to wait a week with a broken jaw, just sitting around eating mashed potatoes, like KFC mashed potatoes. <laughs> I couldn't open it. And, uh, yeah, so I waited around for a week, and then I went to UCLA, and 
told them I was broke, and they gave me they gave me the surgery. Wow. Yeah, it was broke. We had had a if you shit shut for three months. Holy yeah. fuck. It sucked. That's a long-ass time, yo. Yeah, don't break your jaw. You got to carry on pliers, too, because if, if you puke, you'll die. So you got to have, like, the pliers to snip the wires and shit. Jesus. Dude, it's the worst thing, man. You can't skate because you can't breathe. You can't eat. I lost, like, 20 pounds. It's like a skeleton. Three months is so fucking long, too. Holy. Yeah, it sucked. You have to drink that stuff. It's called Ensure. Oh, yeah. It's like the meal replacement milkshake thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, old people drink it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, like a meal. <laughs> Shit's expensive, too. My roommate would... Um, I was living with Dave Broach at the time, too. So he'd get, like, a can of soup and, like, put it in a blender. <laughs> like beef stew or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> like baby food. Yeah. And then your teeth are like all green and brown when you get them undone because you can't really brush. Oh. Damn. Not fun. Through Skatistan's back to school program, almost 1,000 out of school children have been given a second chance at their education. If you want to support Skatistan or SkatePal, you can visit their website skatestand.org and skatepal.co.uk or purchase a skatestand and skatepal product from chpobrand.com 100% of the profits will be donated chpo brand doing it for the people yo you want to tell us what happened the night you and massimo crashed at some girl's place was there someone creeping on you while you guys were sleeping? What's the story there? Oh my god. The time we almost got raped. Oh. <laughs> we got violated. Almost, almost. I think Moss did more. Yeah, dude, so we're in SF. I'll start from the beginning. So we're we're in SF and we're with the homegirl Liz and it's her roommates. He wanted to go to a gay bar. We're like, whatever, we'll go. So it's me, Moss, Liz, my boy Aaron, Shalene, and her roommate, Frankie. And it's Frankie's birthday, so he's he's going off. So are we, we're, <laughs> we're, we're having a good time, we're dancing, we're drinking. And uh, he's like, I wanna bring back a dude tonight. And we're like, cool, cool, just pick one, whatever, it's your birthday. <laughs> so <laughs> he brings back this yoked out fucking huge, like, looks like he's like puerto rican or something i don't know and not that that matters but just trying to give you a description and uh so whatever we shut it down shut down the bar and then she's like let's go back to my house i got wine and beer and we're like hell yeah cool cool so we go back to her house we probably stay up till like four in the morning maybe a little later but so we're about to crash so there's like a futon with like blankets on it already it looks like it's already like somebody's bed so Moss crashes on the futon. I crash on the couch. And uh, I don't know, maybe like an hour later, the dude that Frankie comes home, came home with is butt naked in the living room. <laughs> he jumps in the bed with Moss and starts like spooning him and like, oh, and he's, like kissing him on the neck and shit. And, like, and he was just like telling Moss, no, it's cool, it's cool. Moss like, no, it ain't cool, it ain't cool. Oh. It's just not cool. Oh, my <laughs> so, God. 
Yeah. Yeah. So Moss jumps the fuck out of that shit so quick. He jumps out of that fucker so quick. And he, like, runs to the kitchen and turns the light on. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I, I heard I heard it, but I could, you know, it's, like, dark. And I see the shadows and shit. And I know he's yeah. butt. <laughs> he flips on the light, and the dude's standing there butt naked, like, all pissed off. And then... I was like, holy fucking shit. I came unglued and just started laughing, dude. I was like, <laughs> dying. <laughs> and fucking, the dude stomps off, like, back to Frankie's room all pissed off. Holy fuck. Yeah. So, Moss turns back off the light, gets back into bed, and I pass the fuck back out. So, by then, it's like 5 o'clock, maybe, I don't know, 5.30, I don't know. At that time, I lost track of time. So I went back to bed. He went back to bed. Maybe about, shoot, maybe about 30 minutes later, I feel something tugging on my, my pant, like my crotch. Because I'm a really light sleeper. And by the grace of God, I had a button crotch. Not zi- I was like wearing crew pants. So I had like, um, it was like buttons instead yeah. of a zipper. <laughs> and uh, it's the fucking, it's the same dude trying to get at me and uh i do the same shit i pop out of bed like, so fucking fast run to the kitchen turn the light on and by that time Moz is laughing at me and I'm like, fuck you dog fucking he comes to the fucking kitchen too because we're just like two fucking little rape victims over here and uh the dude's sitting on the couch and he got all pissed off he's like I was gonna suck your dick. He's like mad at me, and I was like, uh-huh. "Thanks, but no thanks, dude. Like, I'm good. Jesus <laughs> I'm right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, me and Moss didn't go to bed that after that. We just <laughs> stayed up in the kitchen. <laughs> like this motherfucker's a serial raper. <laughs> we we're just like in the kitchen, just drinking all her booze because we're like. Fucking Liz, we're blaming we're blaming it on Liz. Like, dude, this is her fault. Like, <laughs> so we finished oh all the beer. We're just bucking, like, handing back and forth a bottle of wine. By that point, it's like seven, eight in the morning. And I go to the bathroom, and all you can hear is that dude just railing Frankie. He just, <laughs> Frankie just fucking just, holy yeah. fuck. Yeah, and then and then the worst part about it is that. The next day, me and Moss, Liz thought it was fucking hilarious. She loved it. And we were like, we have to walk this shit off. You know, there's no hotline we can call. <laughs> so we're like, fuck. It's like, we're like, we go to a bar the next day and everyone's like, I heard you guys almost got raped. <laughs> but by the next day, like, everybody already fucking knew. Holy like, shit. The whole, the whole block knew in, uh, in SF. Yeah, we we were feeling pretty violated, man. That's for sure. Crazy. Kind of funny though. I mean, at least now you can look back and laugh. But like, if if you weren't a light sleeper, that probably would have been, you know, some real trauma. God damn. Oh, if, I would have been traumatized for the rest of my life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, dude, Massimo must be fucking traumatized a little bit. This guy just hopped into bed with him, kissing on his neck. Yeah, butt naked, just rubbing. <laughs> Just nuts to butts and shit <laughs> on the futon. <laughs> wow, man. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that really happened. All well, well, night in SF. Holy it could shit. happen. Those oh. dudes could party. 
I'm glad you guys made it out mostly, you know, untouched. Unscathed, yeah. So, yo, you spent some time around some of the all-time greats on the Real Squad. We're going to fire off some names, and you just tell us the first story or the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the name, all right? Okay. Yeah, that sounds fun. I'm going to spark it off with uh, the legend, Ernie Torres. Ernie! <laughs> you know, Ernie would always... You know, he's been choked out by three three <laughs> dudes on the team. Because <laughs> he would get drunk and try to fucking fight everybody. He fought I, He fought me. He fought Keith Hucknagel. Fucking choked him out. Literally had his... Choked... Until like, he's passed out. Choked him out. In a hotel. Wow. Keith Huck... Keith choked him out. Uh, Justin Brock choked him the fuck out. <laughs> Calm the fuck down. Calm down, motherfucker. <laughs> choked him out literally till he fell asleep. And Jason Ferris. Oh, wow. Uh, the old team manager. the One of the greatest dudes in, in the world. One of the greatest humans. He's good at life. Ernie, man. Tone it down, brother. <laughs> <laughs> James Hardy, next up. He got on when I was on my way out. But he would, another thing, yeah, he would do the gnarliest shit. He was always really quiet. But the funniest thing that JT Oltz told me that years later, James was like, I was drinking the whole time. (laughs) No one knew. (laughs) No one even knew. I don't know how he hit it so well. But yeah, James is a beast, man. I never really got to skate. Well, we skated together a lot. We went on a couple trips together. But, um... Yeah, James, nicest dude, most mellow, great skateboarder, great, great human. He actually just told me a good story. He just knocked a racist dude out out there in Alabama. Oh, sick. Yeah, he called me. He's like, fuck, I hope I don't get in trouble for it. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't get the case. (laughs) Yes, Hardy. James is one of the best, that's for sure. Darrell Stanton. Oh, my goodness, Darrell. Oh, he would do the craziest shit, like, third try. Like, what are you crazy? And also, he, uh, him and Business would beef a lot. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I guess he told Business that he did a 540, no grab. And Dennis was like, what? No grab. <laughs> He's like, oh, wait. No, yeah, I grabbed, right, I grabbed it. Or, no. And then Dennis would be like... We'd be at the dead. We'd be like, let me see you do a 540. Drew would be like, oh, no, I'm kind of tired. Like, no, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) And also, he he told us he made love to Avril Lavigne, which really irked um, Dennis, too. He was like, what? Now you fucking did it. Him and Dennis would always beef, dude. Made love. That's crazy. (laughs) Oh, man. And you know what, though? He was the only person that would smoke weed because I was the only stoner on the team at the time. So when he got on, I think he had just quit Vans and got on DC. So we'd we'd blaze a lot of weed. uh, He's a cool cat. He's a beast, too, man. Mm We were all bummed when he quit. Sure, man. We were actually on a Canadian... We were in Canada on our two-week Canadian trip when uh, he quit. Damn, that's too bad. In fact... All right, next up, the legend, Peter Raymondetta. Oh, Raymondetta. Another one of the good ones. I would always room with him. If I didn't room with JT, I'd room with Raymondetta. Because, like, 
when we check in the hotel, you're like, you you know, you get to like pick who you room with, you know. And uh, me and Rim and Dada got along real well. He's he's actually really fucking funny too. But uh, dude, that fool would go to sleep with Slayer like bumping <laughs> in his uh, <laughs> headphones, and I could hear his shit from my bed because we like, kept you know how the hotels have two different beds. Yeah. I could hear his Slayer music, and that's what he goes to sleep to. <laughs> rocking, <laughs> fucking rowdy ass Slayer. I'm like, dude, this guy's fucking crazy. And he'd wake up at like nine and just smoke ciggies in bed, <laughs> and then just destroy it all day long. But uh, let me tell you about his birthday one time. We we're in um, Hollywood. Uh, we we're staying at the Travel Lodge off Sunset, and uh, we had skated all day. Everyone got clips. Um, and footage and, and everything. So we go to dinner, we come back from dinner. The phone rings, we're in our room, the phone rings. The team manager's like, hey, everybody meet me downstairs in five minutes. We thought we were like in trouble or some shit. Like, fuck, fuck, what do we do, what do we do? So we went downstairs and we're like, shit, all right, what do you want? This is Jason Fares as a team manager. And so Fares is like, guess what, boys? We're going to the strip club. <laughs> Because when it's your birthday on tour, like, his rule was, like, we're going to the strip club, and we're, we're going to pay... Er, sorry, Jim. Leave a bit. He's like, we're going to use the deluxe comedy card. Everything on that. <laughs> we're not going to give a fuck. <laughs> we're going to max this fucker out. If, if you have a birthday on, on tour, that's that was, like, his shit. Like, nope, we're, we're going to the strip club. I don't care if you have a girlfriend. And so, it's Peter's birthday... And ironically, his girl, Josie, was with us. And so we, we go to Girls, Girls, Girls off Sunset. So we get there, and we're just like, we think we're rock stars, you know? We're drinking, like, beers and shots every time, all night, all fucking night. And also, side note, fucking, we met Lemmy that night because Josie was wearing a Motorhead fucking T-shirt. And... uh he came up and talked to us. It was pretty sick. He's like, yeah, you guys are pretty badass. We're, like, just, you know, we're on tour. We're skaters, you know? He was like, yeah, you guys are pretty badass, you know? He's like wearing some sick-ass snakeskin boots. Sickest snakeskin boots. And he's just like, all the, every stripper in there knew him. I'm like, oh, hey, Lemmy. You got a sweet ass, honey. <laughs> and he'd be playing like video poker in there and shit. Smoking ciggies. But, uh, so anyway, Peter fucking blacks the fuck out. <laughs> and, uh, he's like drooling in his seat. And the lady comes up and he's like, dude, your friend needs to leave. And we're like, all right, cool. So we pick him up and we just set him outside, like in a bush, like by a bush. <laughs> we're like, we're going to get him later before we leave. <laughs> so we shut the place down and. Fucking, we just kept boozing. We we were just partying because it was his birthday, and we had the card, and we were just we thought we were rock stars, and uh, we leave him. We just get up and we all forgot about him. We went oh, to like no. a diner or some shit. We went to go eat some food at some weird diner, and um, everyone just completely forgot about him because we were all just blacked out, and he was just sleeping in a bush or wherever. <laughs> can't remember where he put him, like right by the fucking stairs. We all just walked right by him. <laughs> We're all so wasted. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
And so I was rooming with him that night. So I went home. I was like, oh, probably him and Josie are doing some shit. I don't know. So the next morning, he comes back. And he's like, dude, what happened? I was like, I don't know. He's like, you guys left me. <laughs> or he's like, he. so apparently he woke up in a hotel room. Doesn't know how he got there. Doesn't know who paid for it. And this is before social media. We didn't know barely everybody had a cell phone, I don't think. And, uh, yeah, it was before online banking and all that shit. So he, 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 so he said he woke up in a hotel room with his clothes neatly folded. He woke up naked. Oh, no. With, with his boxers neatly folded, his pants, his socks, his shoes, everything, just, like, really neatly folded next to his bed. And I was like, I didn't get you the room. He's like, he... I was like, no, I came back to our room. And so to this day, we still do not know how he got there, who paid for it, and what happened that night after. Holy shit. Yeah. I thought that was a wild one. It sounds like the guy from the previous story found him on the ground, yo. Hopefully it wasn't the fucking homie from (laughs) Wiz's place. (laughs) Fucking Frankie's fucking boyfriend. That's what I said. I was like, man, I hope your butt's not sore. <laughs> did, you, did you wake up with a roll of quarters? <laughs> oh, shit, man. Mm-hmm. Raymond Detta. I hope he doesn't get mad at me for that one. Speaking of him, and you mentioned you guys were in Toronto when Darrell quit. Was that the same trip? And did you happen to witness the nose manny nollie flip of pain? Or was that a circuit no. trip? No, the circa video? Yeah. Yeah, that was a circuit trip. Oh, okay, okay. But that was insane. Yeah. yeah. We all got kicked out of that premiere, actually. Because we had a bottle in line, and we had been drinking from SF to the premiere, the circuit premiere. And the front door was, guys like, you're not even getting in. Fuck you guys. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, shit. So you and Jake Donnelly spent some time together in San Francisco. You were both broke, and it was raining. Where'd you guys find a place to stay? Oh, man, that night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was I love that your girlfriend's just behind you having to listen to all this insanity. <laughs> <laughs> She's a good sport. <laughs> Fucking, uh, yeah, Donnelly used to sleep on my couch. I was the girl I was dating. We lived together with, like, three other chicks or whatever. And uh, one night, it was raining like a motherfucker. And me and the old lady got into an argument about, I don't know, something fucking stupid, I guess. So I was like, Jake, we're fucking out of here. Let's go. <laughs> like, we're just going to sit in the rain. I don't care. So we were just sitting in the rain with a 12-pack. And then uh, just like, all right, this fucking sucks. So I had the bright idea, like, let's just go into this hotel and sleep in the lobby. And uh, so we go up. It's the metro off to visit Arrow right by the page so we go up there and the front door is locked it's like one of those where if you don't check in by a certain time they just they go home and lock the door we not we we look inside the window and there's some dude already sleeping in the lobby <laughs> on like their little bench <laughs> we're like holy shit so we we not we bang we're banging on the door it's like a wooden one with glass like a wooden frame glass so we're banging on the door the dude wakes up all right, let us in, let us in. So he lets us in. We're like, yeah, we're staying here, we're staying here. So our, our plan B was like, let's just sleep in the hallway, fuck it. Like, we don't give a shit. 
And so we go up, I don't know if it was the first or second floor. So we go up and we're like, cool, we're just gonna post up in this hallway and just pass out. <coughs> and uh, Donnelly <laughs> wants to smoke a ciggy because he smokes a lot of ciggies and shit. So we go out the exit door and then we prop the exit door open. And then once we're out in the exit door, we see like this window cracked. And we're like, oh shit. So we're like kind of sketched out because we don't know if someone's in there or not. So we lift up the window real slow and like peek through the blinds. There's no one in there. So we're like, cool, free room for the night. <laughs> so we, we went the window up, crawled through the window and sure as shit, there's nobody in there. So we're like, oh my God, we got our own free hotel room. This is awesome. And by that time, it's like, I don't know, four in the morning. And uh, this motherfucker's like calling Buffalo, calling all his friends in Buffalo to tell everybody about it. Like, yo, we're in this room by ourselves. And then like every time we'd hear something, we'd be all cripped out and like ready to jump out the window. We kept hearing like a noise and shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude. Yep, that was a good one with uh, Mr. Donnelly. We would do stupid shit like that. But for somehow we just got lucky that night and there was no one in that room. So we pulled it. <laughs> we didn't have to sleep in the hallway. We both took wow. showers and like took the lotions and the fucking <laughs> shit <laughs> in the bathroom. You guys are <laughs> living. We're balling. Oh, yeah. Shit. Fucking pretty women and shit. That's so smart. <laughs> yeah, and then the sketchiest part was when we were walking out we're like oh dude just keep your head down and just leave we don't want them to be like oh excuse me sir <laughs> you check it out epic come up so I have a couple all time quotes from you we'll say them and you tell us if you remember the story or the context alright alright first one is dog she was feeling the kid oh well that's something we were just used to say if like you made out with a babe or something at the bar or something. Okay, but in this one, you were uh, you were on a flight to Barcelona. Oh, that <laughs> that would be a flight flight attendant. <laughs> but nothing, it wasn't nothing ever came out of it. Uh, you just got her number or something? No, we were just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll leave it at that. What about this one? You get the picture. That was, I would like try some crazy ass fucking trick like Smith grind, double hard flip out or some shit. And <laughs> no, I wouldn't even come close, but JT would be like, what were you trying? I'm like, dude, you get the picture. <laughs> you know what I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Massimo yeah. for that one said, uh, Nolly flip back tail at the Transworld Park. Yeah, yeah. I'll just try some fucking black weird ass shit or like something really hard. <laughs> like, you knew I was trying. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Next one is uh, first one's free, bitch. Oh no. So it's ba- have you ever heard of Beta Breakers? No. no. It's like a parade that goes from the bay, or it's like. The Breakers is like the beach, and you go all the way out to the bay. So they call it Bay of Breakers. And they have kegs. It's like a fucking parade. And people used to float kegs, like on wheels, and just mm-hmm. drink. And then people would be drunk by like nine. 
anywho, long story longer, my homegirl, Vanessa, was uh, talking shit because she had just went to like a semester of college in Italy or something weird. So she knew some Italian <laughs> words and there's this big ass dude knocking people out. He knocked two dudes out earlier that day. And then uh, his wife was like talking shit to Vanessa. I was standing next to Vanessa. So the dude thought that me and Vanessa were talking shit to his wife. I wasn't talking shit. She was. She was saying shit in Italian because they were both Italian. And this dude was a big ass Guido or whatever. And so he punches me in the face. Yeah. And he didn't drop me. So, because uh, I got that metal plate in my jaw. <laughs> Remember when I broke it? <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't go down, and that's what I told him. I was like, the first one's free, bitch. <laughs> and then I fucking dropped oh, him right shit. afterwards. Oh, no. Broke my hand on his friend, too. Damn. It sucked because she almost cost me like 18 grand. Because I had to go fishing six weeks later, and I had a broken hand. And you can't go fishing with a broken oh. hand. So his Holy friend shit. came at me too, and I broke my hand on his friend. But I dropped Jesus. this big fat dude. <laughs> <laughs> I told him that first. That's like a legendary badass quote that would be like written into a movie or something, man. That's so <laughs> sick. <laughs> yeah, that one sucked too. And then, last one why don't you get a pair and find out for yourself? Oh, shit. That's when uh, I got arrested in L.A. Me and JT were fucking... <laughs> well, let me rewind. So, we... JT has this producer friend that does, like... He does production for, like, Burger King commercials and Revlon whatnot. All this, you know, Carl's Jr. So, he has this fucking credit card that he gets, like, every month with, like, 500 bucks on it. And so he takes us to the beanbag beanery. Uh, what is it called? It's like a famous spot off Sunset. And again, we're drinking pitchers and shots all goddamn night. And all the boys are... Uh, Deluxe always stays at the Beverly Laurel in in uh, Hollywood. So we try to skate from the Beverly Laurel to my house. Just kind of a lot. We were wasted too. <laughs> but uh, we were running red lights. You know, it's like four in the morning. Like, there's not much traffic. But lo and behold, there's a goddamn cop behind us. And the cops got his sirens on. And JT stops, but I just keep skating. <laughs> and uh, so they grab us. And they're like pissed at me because I didn't stop. Like, I was disrespecting him or whatever. And so I had a fucking warrant that I didn't even know about from like three years prior. Damn. And so they let <clears throat> JT go and they take me in. And and uh, when, when I'm in the cop car, they're like asking me all these questions. <laughs> and they're like, I was like, yeah, I fish in Alaska on boats, what? He's asking me all these questions like, oh, so how's the salmon? How's this? How's that? And that's when I told him, I was like, why don't you grow a, sack, grow a nut sack and go up there yourself and find out, <laughs> JT. 
bulkhead. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. That's where that one came from. Savage, yeah. man. Told me these fucking girls said are nuts. <laughs> and they were pissed. Because yeah, he got me for jaywalking. And when they processed me, I was still talking shit in the, in the, um, in the precinct. Like, yeah, dude, this guy got me for jaywalking. They telling other cops, and the other cops were like, kind of clowning on him like oh you got a good jaywalker tonight like good one <laughs> <laughs> Damn, so that pissed bro. them off even more and then i wouldn't go to sleep they're like telling me to go to bed i was like I, they put me in like a what do you call it like a drunk tank a holding cell or whatever yeah i was like fuck you guys i ain't going to bed like guys are bitches <laughs> do what you say holy yeah. shit and then jt had to like bail me out it was like 400 50 bucks or something and he slept by a tree that night wow because he couldn't get into my apartment oh true because i was in jail so unfortunately you never got the pro nod from real how do you feel about that today do you feel like you left anything on the table or are you cool with it oh man that was a tough pill to swallow i was depressed for like two or three years after that one Mm. yeah that was like the dream to go pro and then it happened but I broke my femur and I missed my window, so it's my fault. Whoa. I mean, shit, injury, uh, that sucks, man. Sometimes I, I feel it, but I'm over it now. I mean, it would have been nice, but you don't always get it your way, do you? Yeah. yeah. I, did you break your femur skating? Yeah. Holy fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was shooting with Rhino in San Diego. Try to tray flip this. Uh, it's like a four stair. No, it was like six. I don't know. Tave, Tave frontside flipped it like a beast. But you have to go fast. But it's not like a drop. It's more of like a distance. Mm. And I was tray flipping it. And I landed with my front leg like locked straight. And that's what snapped it. Like oh, a fucking damn. toothpick. It splintered. Damn, bro. Jesus. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. That sucks, man. Didn't know that. So sorry to hear about how that ended for you. That was... It still can't do nolly flips as well. Sucks. That was a whole nother ordeal. Jeez. So over here at the Bunt, we love going behind the scenes on some of our favorite tricks that our guests have to offer. And you did two of our favorites right here in our hometown of Toronto. So take us behind the scenes on your switch front heel over the five sidewalk downtown. Oh, really? You guys remember that? Of course, man. Hell Shit. yeah. That's in our city, man. Damn. We yeah. grew up at that spot. That marble is, you get such good pop off of it. Yeah. And uh, it did um, did that one pretty quick. Not I don't want to take my own horn, but <laughs> that was like. I don't know. I almost did it second try, and then Ooh. maybe did it like fifth try. But the weirdest spot was, or weirdest thing was, there was a bunch of people partying on the ledge. I don't know if you know, seeing the footage, there's like a bunch of people just pounding beers on the ledge. We they weren't even with us. We just showed up, and there was people hanging out. But uh, yeah, Max Schaff was there. Hello crew was there. We just ate dinner. We had beers, and we we're just trying to be productive. And it was at night, mm-hmm. and it's black marble, so it's kind of hard to get your perception right, or your your, you know, 
Your timing, yeah. Yeah. But uh, that was a fun one. It was a fun night. Lucky to... Kind of rolled away a little sketchy, but... Oh, that was tight, man. That's a that's a T-Dot banger, man. That was right around, like, when we were kids, fucking... So, that one had a big impact, for sure. Mm-hmm. Cool. I don't know Hell if this yeah. was the same trip or later, but uh, take us behind the scenes on your heel flip down the Bickford Big Four. That's a big-ass Toronto gap that not a lot of people step to. Oh, my goodness. Dude, that was the first spot we went to when we got there. Like, we didn't warm up. We didn't do shit. We just went straight to that. And we were shooting with Scott Palmier. You guys know Scott, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we had just pulled into town. And that was actually Chima Ferguson's first trip with Real on that when we were there. And he backside flipped it, like, fourth try. We're just like, oh, fuck, this kid's gnarly. (laughs) Holy shit. He did so much gnarly shit that trip. But, uh, yeah, we just pulled up, and I don't know, I just like heel flipping off shit. And at the time, we were skating a lot of gaps. Like, that's all, Mm -hmm. you know. We were just skating big, trying to skate big gaps all the time. There was no Wally. There was no (laughs) You can't do that shit now. Or you could do that shit now, but not back then. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't doing no fucking Yeah. Wall ride to fucking <laughs> no. Uh so we were just like, all right, big gap, big ass fucking trick. Let's get it. And that was it. Like you know, very skated ledges. And plus the crew is so heavily stacked. It's like Remondetta, fucking uh Ernie. But yeah, so everyone always just wanted to skate big ass shit. It's just like every day, dude, you got a hill bruise. Yeah, you're Fuck. just trying to find a nice bump to switch tray and, off uh, of and like switch crook a ledge. And these guys are taking you to big fours that are like the size of like a 12. Yeah. Huge fucking <laughs> handrails and shit. Like, dude, I can't aim. It's hard to shine with these guys, you know? Yeah, so we went there and I was like, I'm going to heel flip the fuck out of this thing. So it turned out good and. Ernie was actually filming that, actually. I think because we had a had just gotten a new filmer and we wanted always to get double mm-hmm. angles, I guess. A long yeah. lens and a fisheye. You mentioned you can't nollie flip as well since the femur, unfortunately. But you're definitely a part of the switch tray gang back in the day. Uh, you still blasting them these days? What's the word? Oof. I haven't done a switch tray in like two years. I would Damn. say more than three. Yeah. We need to, you need to get one for us, man. I will. You know who yeah. else? My boy Mike Rose always tells me that too. Like, send me a clip with your <laughs> tray on flat. <laughs> Give me a month. <laughs> oh, shit. For so sure. You had that legendary quote always stand from the top, never from the bottom, and always cut from the bottom, never from the top. Was that how it was? Yeah, I guess so. so Everyone loves that one. I don't know why. Yeah. Do you remember? On one of your T-Dot trips, there was a kid that uh, poked his head in the van and, and recited that line to you. Mm-hmm. Wait, you remember that? You know who that kid is? No. Yeah, when we were, in, yeah, we were on a trip. Yeah, and, and that little kid poked his head in your van and said that to what you? What the f- Yeah. What? I was embarrassed. You were embarrassed? Yeah. You know who that is, though? No. Are you fucking kidding <laughs> me? You right remember here, that? Doc? That was me. <laughs> That was me, man. Yeah. That's safer. <laughs> no way. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, my man. god. You guys were staying at the hotel across the street from my high school. And I couldn't believe it. I'd see you guys like come no and go way. sometimes. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? That's the real team. And then I, I like that video was always on loop at the skate shop at the time with your quote. So I came over to you guys and I, I didn't know what to no. say. I was so awkward. And I just said that thinking that you guys would laugh and you guys were all pure quiet. And I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I was embarrassed. Dude, more. I was like, oh, man, why did I say that? Oh, no, I so thought it good. was sick. I was, like, reciting it like I love the quote. I wasn't trying to really? chirp you. And you, you guys no gave way. me the silent treatment. Oh, man, did you think it, he yo. was chirping you guys? I walked back to school in yeah, shame, yo. Good. <laughs> Dude, no way. No, the boys loved it. We were, like, they were looking at me like, you fucking asshole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what? too good man <laughs> dude i actually cannot believe you remember that yeah dude that's so insane i remember a lot of kids <laughs> saying some crazy shit like you can kiss my sister if you give me a skateboard or like oh. you can fuck my sister like what uh Donna, you know, to that i was shit. thinking about mentioning that story and then i was like nah fuck i don't want to relive the embarrassment again because i've already told that story on the pod i waited this whole time i'm like yo he has to bring it up usually when one of us have met the guy we were, were interviewing, like when we were younger, we'll get brought up like in the intro or at the very beginning. But I was waiting for you to say, man, I wasn't letting that one go by. I didn't want to go down memory lane a third time. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I'm glad you did that. You At least you had the balls <laughs> to pop your head in and do that. Yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? He ain't shy. Yeah. That's cool. How old were Fuck. you? I mean, I don't remember the year, but I've, I'm guessing I was in, like, grade 11 or 10. So, whatever, like, whatever, 14, 15, 16. So sick. Thir- 32 now. Dude. So that was, a, that was a while back. That's too sick that you remember that. <laughs> that is so fucking funny. Oh, no way. Shit. Yeah. Dude, yeah. small world. Holy shit. Yes, sir. So, what's next for Damien Bravo, man? What you working on? Me and Moss just started a little little company called Filthy Delights, Ooh. and we're about to drop a video, actually. Hell yeah. Because I got a bunch of old footage, and his part's banging, Sick. dude. People are going to be tripping. Yeah. His part's really good, and I just, all the old sh- shit that I got is from real, like, it's really old shit, but. So we're just going to drop a video and make some gear and make some funny shit hell yeah bro be on the lookout i think it's gonna be on thrasher it's called filthy delights you're rocking the hoodie right now yeah oh, okay okay yeah so it's a- this is one of our designs thing. right now sick yeah Cl- clothing accessory whatever like sex toys <laughs> dog food. we don't give a fuck Damn. okay we don't okay. diapers we'll make diapers if we have to <laughs> if we have to <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh, Designer diapers. Hey, Donald's a, a new dad, so yeah, I might put uh, in yeah. order. Send send me the box, yo. That's the box that I can use <laughs> for some filthy delight diapers, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, so it's good. cool to have complete freedom and control of your ideas yeah, and man. stuff. Hell yeah! That and uh, fishing, and I just moved to New York, uh, and what? Like four months ago, five months ago. I'm just having fun out here. I've been working on a... I just 
been working with uh, the Grindline dudes down in Delaware building a skate park, actually, too. Sick. So, Hell yeah. we did one in Rochester. And it's pretty rewarding when the kids come up to you and say thank you, you know, like, thanks for building yeah. that. And some of them give us beer. And <laughs> That's it's pretty awesome, sick. Man. I don't know. That's so dope. Yeah, it's pretty hard work, but it's rewarding. That's amazing. Well, me and Donald have been fucking... Haven't been to New York in a minute, but we got to add you to the list of homies that we need to come visit down there. For sure. Definitely come. Yo, yo, yo. It's Rapid Fire with the Ghost. And this week, we brought to you by Dickies, as we are every week. Bruv, we running it back. We talking the flex, loose fit, double knee work pants. Man, if you coming out that job interview and you got a switch tray set on your way home, this is the pant for you. We talking flex fabric for ease of movement and comfort, multi-use cell phone pocket, wrinkle resistant. It don't get much better. Matter of fact, it doesn't get better. So go get you some today, in store or online. You get me. You ready, Damien? You ready to make it pop? Oh no, what's that? <laughs> Favorite skater? Mark Gonzalez. And Jerron Wilson. Favorite video? I would say the one that made most impact on my life would be A Street Next Generation. Favorite video part? Anything Jerron or anything Mike Carroll. Favorite style? Gons. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Probably Jerron Wilson and Richard Mulder. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? Mark Gonzalez. Ooh. Favorite trick? Nollie flip on flat and tray flip. Hardest trick for you? Frontside heel flip. Most illegal trick? Varial flips. Sorry, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Unless Gino does it. Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Probably manual frontside flip out. Oh. Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? Probably Durrell. All the over front blunt <clears throat> clipper. Hell yeah. Oh. I was there for that. He did like five of them. I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> What's the one trick that got away? The switch tray flip over the 10 stair rail. And the credits oh. are real to real. I still lose sleep over Damn. that trick. I can't remember that one. Which which rail? It's the 10 stair rail. And, um, and, and the credits are real to real. I break my board. No. But I landed one bolts and uh, fell Damn. over. The day, the day before. What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? You get the picture. <laughs> I'd say JT Oltz, uh, tray flip, no slide, clipper. <laughs> but but he, he tried it and broke his leg and his oh. nose at the same oh. time. Jesus. So does nah, that nah. count? If, if you go for it like that, know. it's not really a bunt. Let's see here. Let's. I would say... Probably Josh Hill trying to do switch front, switch hard flip, switch front crooks. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, more shit. like it. And some actions and shit. Yeah. Remember actions? Big ass yeah, puppy issues. He's going to hate me for that one. <laughs> What's the oh, last shit. new trick you learned? Fakey hard or um, Rick flips. Dream job after skating. Whatever Anthony Bourdain was doing. Traveling the world, eating food, <laughs> drinking beer. Hell yeah. That's a um, dream job for sure. Favorite local brand? Dime, dude. 
Favorite local skater? Probably Massimo. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? Fresh Drive. <laughs> we had a sick team, though. We had Gino, John Cardiel, Damn, Mike yeah, York. Rolling with the big dogs. Damn. Cairo. But their shit was kind of whack, I guess. Favorite teammate ever? <laughs> that would be JT Oltz, for sure. Worst teammate ever? Sorry, Curtis, but yeah, Curtis Calamonica. Oh. But he wasn't on a team. He went on a tour. He went on a tour, but he wasn't on the team, though. Well, he's trying uh, to get so, on real. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. He was, Darrell was co-signing on him, but we took him on a trip and like everyone almost beat him up. <laughs> Dude, he would iron, he would iron his pants before a demo and shit. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like wearing cologne and shit. <laughs> and then it was his birthday one time and we got, we we're in Colorado and we got that wrestler. I think his name's El, not El Duce, but. I can't, I can't remember his name, but anyway, the wrestler like wrestled him, pinned him, and dislocated his shoulder. Oh no! <laughs> He's so pissed. At us. Fuck! Oh man! Uh. Sorry, Curtis. <laughs> and he had a baby blue truck with a Lexus symbol on it. It was like Lexus don't make trucks, bro. <laughs> I don't know. It was fucking wild, dude. <laughs> I had to take his weed away from him and shit. Wow. He just wasn't the right vibe Ooh. for the real. I love you still, Curtis. No hate. <laughs> That's dope. Um, worst company. What was it, like Chumbawamba or something? <laughs> that's a band, isn't it? Uh, oh, that's a band, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> uh, worst company. Oh, man, I can't say that. There's so many. I would say... What, what was that kid company? 16. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 16 skateboards are there? Spanky Rick. <laughs> Worst trend. Oh, the tight pants. I hated that era when everyone thought they were Axl Rose wearing fucking flair and everyone thought they were like a fucking rock star. Worst style. Can I say worst knife? <laughs> Jim Gagney. Jim fucking Gagney. I want to puke when I see him doing Nolly Flip. I'm sorry, Jim. He's probably going to beat me up, but sorry. That is the worst fucking shit I've ever seen, dude. Well, you said it's your favorite trick, so I understand why it would piss you yeah, off. Yeah, and then you, you, you do it so dirty like that. You do it so dirty. It's like, oh, God, dude. Back to the drawing board. Last person you want on the sesh? Oh, fuck. What's his name? Uh, Greg Smith. <laughs> Who's, Who's Greg Smith? Because he's in like every video and you can't <laughs> shake him. Hey, Greg, you're here again? Like, how the fuck did you find out we were here? You know what I mean? Like, who told you we were here? Oh, Filming. Shit. Oh. Gary Smith rolls up. You're just like, oh, fucking great. <laughs> Uh. all right y'all that is gonna wrap up our interview with damien man we're recording this super bowl sunday morning i give you the chance to uh give the people a super bowl prediction and maybe you can look like nostradamus when the when the interview comes out who you think's gonna win kc by what kc by mm. Let's say KC by six because we're gonna kick two extra field Let's goals. Let's go! I like it. Okay. I like it. You heard it here first. Uh, 
we ain't got time to listen to me rebuttal that, but <laughs> we'll see what happens. KC by six, he says. Damien, man, thank you so much for doing this interview, bro. Full of Hell laughs. yeah, brother. Thanks for the laughs, man. Legend. My pleasure. It was fun. Love you guys. This is the post office brought to you by the one and only Dickies Quality Workwear since 1922. From the work site to the streets, Dickies got everything you need. All right, ghosts, who we got up first? You've got mail. All right, first up, we got an email from Sohesh Films. What up, Bunt Gang? Holy shit, are my ears happy to have some fresh episodes. During the off season, I took it upon myself to go back to the inception of the Bunt Live. I made it to season five by the time Jeff Lonosi's episode dropped. Ooh. Certified barn burner of an episode, by the way. Oh, hell yeah, Lonosi, a real one. Uh, to get to the point, I have one question. It seems to me that Canadian skaters have always had a harder time at becoming professional skateboarders. Now, with social media providing platforms for anyone to share their skills on the board, it seems like it's become the cool new thing. Please make sure the listeners understand that there are quotations on the word cool. I just don't know a better word, so fuck it. Maybe trendsetters is better. Doesn't matter. Question is, is it easier for Canadian skaters these days to make it in the industry now that the skate industry isn't just in the United States? It seems a little easier for Canadian companies as well to become larger and in the new mainstream. Dime, for example, has 2.7 million views on Thrasher's YouTube for the Dime Glory Challenge 2018 video. It seems like I could answer this question for myself. However, I'm interested in your takes on Canadians' recent succession in the skate industry. See you on Wednesday for episode two of the season. Oh, sorry, we missed you last week. Thanks for doing the pod. Your listeners appreciate you. Stay safe, stay warm, stay healthy. Yo, thanks, brother. Sir, damn, he did a lot of listening. Season five, eh? Well, that's crazy, bro. Respect. What did we sound like back then? <laughs> Were we as polished as we are now at this? Polished? Damn, bro. That was the best reading I've done on an email in a while still. <laughs> he fucking aced it, dog. I made a couple of mistakes. Threw in some words. That's all right. <laughs> Said ting instead of thing. Yeah. Um, I feel like... I don't remember what season it was, but we had Russ Milligan on the pod like a while ago. It might even have been in the first five seasons. And we brought up the fact like, yeah, you know, Canadians don't always get the same recognition down in America as they do here. And his take on it completely changed my view of everything. He's like, the way it's set up, we get our whole own market up here where we can, where companies can have canadian teams and sponsor more people and yeah sure maybe not as many of them go pro for the american company as you'd like but way more people are getting hooked up with free stuff and sponsored and it's just a much larger scale yeah yeah that was a really good point where it's like you could go to a, any skate park in california and there might be 15 guys that are so good that you've never heard of because there's just so much more competition down there Whereas a scrub like me could get sponsored for a decade up here, but you throw me at that mm -hmm. skate park and I'm just the worst dude there. You know what I'm saying? So it goes both ways. It's easier. I think it's easier to get sponsored in Canada probably 
but yeah. harder to become a, a top level pro absolutely that's a good way to look at it and nowadays with all the board companies being smaller and more spread out across the world like he said there is more chance for people to go pro especially in their own country you know no doubt no doubt all right next up we got an email from langley g what up the bunt just wanted to say thanks for the great content i'm from south africa and i've loved hearing some of the guests talk about my country like the one about waking up on tour with muska and there being dead animals everywhere <laughs> i don't support animal cruelty you remember that i don't remember that the hell fuck me either but you listen to the right pod <laughs> uh I was wondering if you have any favorite African skaters and if you plan on getting any on the show. If not, I recommend checking out my man, Diamini Diamini. He's on DGK and had a full part on the DGK video, Beware of the Underdogs, featuring Wade D. Bonus question, is there anyone you would turn down if had the chance to have them on the show? Maybe a Siebel Walker or Mickey Papa. Peace, Langley. Let me answer that real quick, the second part. Uh, Sibo Walker is welcome on the show anytime. Don't do it to him. Mickey Papa is not ever, ever, ever welcome on the show. Have you ever met Mickey Papa in real life? Yeah, dude. The whole reason I, I like dislike him so much is because we were actually boys. And even when he was a kook and everyone would like hate on him, I used to defend him because we hung out. Remember when I went to Calgary? For Slam City Jam when we were like yeah, yeah. high school still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We we became friends and we were kicking it every day, skating every day, blah blah blah. Uh and it was just years later he just hit me with bare disrespect on Facebook. He was like he was like, yo, no, so first of all, after that first trip we'd stay in contact a little bit. And like, you know, every once in a while you talk on MSN, like, oh, how, how are yeah, things yeah. going, blah, blah, blah. Just a homie like that, right? And then, yeah. whatever, we fall out of, out of touch. This guy hits me up like maybe two years after not talking out of the blue and writes this on my wall when Facebook walls were still like, you know, the whole is like the equivalent of your Instagram profile. And <clears throat> I, I was recovering from uh, some ankle shit and he wrote on my wall, Hey, uh, my friend wants to get on Nike. Um, do you do you have the reps email? If you still skate, that is. And I was like, whoa, what? I was like, because I hadn't posted any skate shit on Facebook or nothing had come out because I'd been, I think it was around my first ankle surgery. So I waited a year yeah. roughly for that surgery. It was a long process. So like the just the disrespect of no like, no, hey, Seifa, how's it going? Long time. Like, none of that. It was like, hey, my friend's trying to get on Nike. Do you have the rep's email? If you still skate, that is. I was like, yo, fuck this guy. All this shit, these people have been saying he's a kook for years, and I've been defending him. I'm like, this dude's so fucking selfish and ignorant. Like, I, How I have just, I never heard that? I don't know. I don't know. I've told that story to any homie who asked me, like, why I don't like him. <laughs> what the fuck? I probably have told you, but, it, dude, this was like probably like a decade ago you know so like or more so So what did you did you respond to that so i wrote back and at the time he had all these pictures in um in in uh tank tops and shit and yeah like looking a little gino-y and just all these bro pictures with his homies that were like genos and and i was like i was like hey uh 
fuck I, I wish i remembered exactly what i said but i was like something along the lines of hey yeah i still skate and no uh your friend can't have the email because i don't even know who the hell you're talking about and i was like do you still skate it just looks like you're turned into a fucking gino <laughs> and yeah and that was it man i never talked to that fool again <clears throat> holy shit i thought you just hated his skating nah dude i i wouldn't be i wouldn't go out of my way to be so fucking <laughs> mean to him all right, on it's all well deserved now oh i'm i'm glad you you came around to my side oh my god <laughs> you didn't understand dude, now you get it it is like so frustrating why anyone would even throw that if you still skate thing out there yeah like what do i have to skate a certain amount to to please you so that i can refer to myself as a skater like is that what is happening here like i remember jimbo said that to me one time and like jimbo is obviously like the legend of sin here in t dot yeah and shout out to him and brad they starting up their shred central podcast hell yeah definitely gonna check that out but one time remember when he was like doing his original skate night at that bar on college yeah he calls me out of the blue and he's like hey dono what's up man um we're doing a skate night this Saturday night. We're just going to invite you, but uh, I'm not sure if you still skate or not anymore, but, you know, <laughs> skate night's this Saturday. Like, why, why was that necessary to throw in there? And what information did you receive to think that I stopped, you know? Yeah. Oh. Bro, it's, it's... That is just for the people. Don't say that shit to anyone. And someone can skate once every six months, and they're still a skater. There's no amount you have to skate. Oh, for oh, sure. Fuck me. The skate police is one of the most frustrating things in the game, man. Oh my God. Like when we were younger and like I was with Duncan a lot, like I used to be all about that because, you know, it was just, I don't know, but that was, we were like fucking kids. It's like, oh yeah, I skated this many hours and this many days in a row. Like who the fuck cares, man? <clears throat> Yo, someone's, when we were kids, I remember I went through, or like we would skate all winter long, right? Yeah like outside if we could and i could not skate outside in the cold <laughs> like i just couldn't do it so i would find myself like going out as a kid and just like sitting until we would go to an underground like hot ledge or something and then i'd skate and i remember one time i was literally sitting on the ledge outside all day so cold <laughs> and i think it was morgan but it might have been ben but then it could have just been anybody but i remember i got up and i did a nollie front tail on the ledge and yeah. whoever it was just skated by me and he's like whoa nollie front tail first day skating and i was like oh, fucking asshole <laughs> that sounds oh. like that sounds like something morgan would say yeah it probably was <clears throat> so we, um, we got yo, hella sidetracked plans? here what was uh, yeah, the any question? plans for african skaters oh yo i watched that anyone. part man that i remember that guy's part really really fucking sick i should um youtube him and see what else he's got up his sleeve uh but i yeah i'm kind of clueless on the african skate scene um i shouldn't be but that's just the truth mm -hmm. anyways big shouts to langley yo thank you for the email man yeah sorry for that uh like five minute side conversation all right next up we got an email from chuck crispy what do you think the worst trend in skateboarding is that isn't directly related to visual aesthetics Mine would be being mean to scooter kids. Sure, they're annoying as hell and constantly get in the way, but at the end of the day, you look like such an asshole screaming and getting mad at children for being children. Uh, couldn't agree more. 
-hmm. it's one thing to to get frustrated and you know whisper something to your homie but to like actually yell something like i remember was that aiden's that that sesh we went on this past summer for aiden's like dad chiller and those kids were in the mini ramp getting in our way and shit but like no one maybe if we were uh, 20 or something maybe someone would have said something but it's just you just deal with it man no one said anything they were fucking all over the damn place flying out of ramps yeah one of them called me an idiot oh yeah (laughs) yeah they told me to watch out you idiot (laughs) it's like what the hell and even even when that happened the most ridiculous thing ever dono kept his cool so yeah don't be that guy he kept my cool he was like eight no i know i know but no but this guy's saying like because there are people that fucking will snap you know like outdoor adam used to snap on us all the time at shred and whatever i appreciate it because it's like we learned some skate park etiquette young but Mm -hmm. you know i'm never gonna be that dude who's yelling at a fucking kid (laughs) at a skate park as annoying as they can be so we agree oh so what's our our uh Mine are just so many Instagram things piss me off. Uh, yeah. I'm sure if you listen to the pod, you already know a bunch of them. But what I hate is the people that pretend to care what their followers are up to. And like, you know, like, like uh, <clears throat> when they ask a question. Yeah, in the, the question. So it's like if you go look at Nick Tucker's Instagram, it's pure like influencer wannabe type shit. And maybe he is an influencer. I don't fucking know if he's getting paid to post shit or whatever. But it'll be like, why did you first get into skateboarding? And then it's just a clip that has nothing to do with that question. And then a bunch of kids are probably going to answer it. And if you think he's reading those and giving a flying fuck, like, he's just trying to get his fucking, his Insta, his his Insta, yeah, he wants the comments and he wants the Insta metrics to like fucking keep boosting him. And I think that shit's fucking lame as fucking hell. Like fake engagement with your followers is trife as fuck. And then all that shit of like, which one do you like more, one or two? Uh, yeah. That shit you can. I, that, that shit is literally drives me crazy. Yeah. Dude, one of yeah, sticking with Instagram just because you brought it up. One thing that literally is so annoying is when you post something. Like an, a nice trick. Oh, I know where you're going. And now yeah, yeah. there's the option for people to add it to their story. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yo, that's dope. Like if I were to post something and say you put it on your story, I'd be like, damn, thank you, say. Yeah. But yeah. the people who repost <laughs> all of those. <laughs> so <laughs> their story in turn becomes 14 slides of other people posting their clip with like a little comment on it. It's horrible. Like why? It's horrible. Like, why is this I'm a, I'm going to throw two of our homies under the bus because they're the two that come to mind right Shane away. Shane and John. Shane and John. Shane well, Eldridge, like- you fucking guy. He did that insane big flip back tail big spin at Loft. <laughs> if you guys want to find this, it's on his Insta. His name's Shane Eldridge. It's insane. Uh, he's followed by me and Dono and the bunt, so like not too hard to find. But he does mm-hmm. the cleanest big flip back tail big spin on a bump to bar at Skate Loft. Shout out Skate Loft. And then yeah. obviously a bunch of people reposted it because it was nuts and he did it real clean. Yeah. And then if you looked at his story, it was like 45 reposts of the same thing. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of my story feed, Shane. 
<laughs> and John oh, Cause man. does the same thing. But we love yeah, you guys. But too. God damn, man. Obviously, yeah. It's all love. And Instagram <laughs> is a funny gray area, man. But yeah, I don't know. That one just cracks me up for sure. Good, good call. All right. Next up, we got an email from Fat Cat Forty Five. What's good, players? It's Chris Porter from Ston, Virginia. Shout out Wonder Skate Shop. I just wanted to bring up something that's been on my mind. It seems like in this day and age, the terms legend and goat are thrown around rather <laughs> loosely, to say the least, with anyone and everyone being deemed a legend. <laughs> to me, it kind of waters down the meeting to casually calling anyone a legend when really it should be reversed for guys like Rally, Reynolds, Penny, Gons, etc. You agree or nah? Maybe the terms are evolving. Dude, this is well. You're you're so right. Like I can ask someone, like if someone holds the door open for me now and be like, "Oh, you're a legend." <laughs> like it is like the loosest thing. You know what? You know who I blame in skateboarding for like spreading that like big time because he's he's the type of person you hang out with for a day and you're talking like him. Wes Kramer calling everyone <laughs> a legend or a governor or whatever like he's so he's so generous with his compliments but yo uh wait who who sent the email chris porter chris porter i feel like he was taking actually people call me out for this too but i feel like he was he was being nice by not calling you out for it specifically because you are so bad at that <laughs> there's like seven different greatest of all time per <laughs> per episode uh, and I'm, I call everyone a legend too. I'm not gonna deny it, but we're we're both particularly bad we're with guilty it. Guilty as charged. Yeah, super guilty. But honestly, it's just obviously it waters down the meaning. But we're we like throwing uh, compliments out there to people that we appreciate. You know, I think I already Absolutely. called like two people legends in the intro. Fucking <laughs> Kyle Wilson and and well, actually no. You know what? Kyle's a legend in the making, but. Westgate mm -hmm. is a fucking legend, Absolute even though he's still legend. like young in the yeah. game. But um, yeah, you're right, Chris Porter. But we ain't stopping anytime soon, man. Yeah. What would we call them instead? Like a beast? Like that one came and went. You know? <laughs> Governor. <laughs> and then it was like, how is everyone a beast? It's like, oh, this is what it is. Yeah. Uh, like that guy who made my sandwich for lunch today. I probably called him a legend. He was probably like, are you? Why yeah. are you call me that? No, but yo, when when you know when we be kicking it with Wes, or like he's in our limo or whatever at the Glory Challenge, and and then Wes just calls you a legend out of out of nowhere, it just makes you feel good, you know? Oh, oh so yeah, it's you, like we, well, you know when you do that little shoulder shrug, and you start feeling yourself. <laughs> yeah, so fuck it, man. Calling someone a legend makes them feel good. So whether it's an exaggeration or not, why not? Why not brighten someone's day? We'll take it. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the email. Next up, we got an email from Tiny Bird. I am a master of the dark arts. After performing a flawless frontside flip over my Uja board tonight, a spirit began communications with me and told me that Andrew Reynolds would be appearing on this season of The Bunt. Can you confirm or deny this? P.S. I also did a switch tray over it and it told me the ghost would have great luck and fortune in 2021 wow uh, Yo. though i'm not sure which ghost it is speaking of <laughs> it requested that i pass this message on to you well uh 
the fortune part, I don't know about that. If you've seen uh, me and Donald's stock portfolios, we're off to a, a horrendous start to the year. <laughs> That'll bounce back. But man, maybe by the, the end of the year, we'll revisit that part of it. But the, the great luck, appreciate that. I hope uh, luck and fortune comes my way. Appreciate that tiny bird. And as far as Reynolds, we can deny that. But we, we really... Can safely say that it won't be this season. Yeah, it won't right? be this season. But, I mean, we haven't talked but. to him yet. But a thousand percent, <laughs> we want Reynolds on the show. But we just want to save it for something special, whether that be a live show if he's down for it or something else um especially with with reynolds being a vans man a now legend. it makes us <laughs> a goat it makes our lives easier so uh don't hold your breath but as long as he doesn't like randomly hate the pod or something which i don't think he does because we did that baker contest with them last yeah. season or was that two seasons ago anyways reynolds to be determined but at some mm-hmm. point it's going down yeah all right next up we have an email from t dot legend nick genova and i ain't fucking <laughs> exaggerating that one man what's up safe on dono i was listening to the last episode and heard people talking about the infamous black label bunter i thought i'd share the last bun i got to witness in person <laughs> yes He showed up to pawn one day and was lurking around us. Someone was trying to three-flip no-slide the ledge. While watching this, he had the audacity to say, It's weird. I can only do those switch. (laughs) (laughs) This being the guy who who would try doing kickflip foot plants on the same ledge for hours, screaming at the top of his lungs because he couldn't do it. The only trick where you can literally plant your foot on the ground and jump back on the board whenever you want. Anyways, I've got a request. I find it hard to believe that he existed for so long without anyone knowing his name. There has to be someone out there who knows who he is or knows how to find him. Seeing as the podcast is called The Bunt, I would be so excited if you guys were able to track him down for an interview or more so an intervention. (laughs) His pathological lying was so far out that nobody even called his bluff. It was like he was immune because everything he said was too crazy to even address it. It's funny that so many people have heard of the Black Label Bunter, yet he probably has no idea that nickname existed. He probably still thinks everyone thought he was a Black Label sponsored skater doing tech ledge tricks at the pond. So to back my request, track him down, have him on the pod, ask him, what the fuck were you thinking all these years? Later. Oh my god. That might be the GOAT email. Very good. (laughs) Very, very well said. Thank you, Nick. Man, I have such bad memory that I actually just love when like someone can just drop a story like that you know like for all i know i might have been there that day you know he was always at pond we were always at pond and i just forgot the outrageousness of like some of his quotes like that is so funny but not surprising like he was full of shit like that like yeah i can only do those switch it's like dude you've been trying three flips mock 10 <laughs> for three hours and haven't even you put one foot on it every time and then just start throwing his board but i forgot about the kickflip foot plant like Oh, he would try back tails and kickflip foot plants so fast. And he thought that, like, by going extra fast, it would, like, distract from the fact that he sucked. 
But yo, he's like, that, oh, these little kids can't skate that fast. I, I hope all the listeners that fuck with the Black Label Bunter story saw our story on Instagram the other day. That Ollie session was so oh, yeah. fucking gold. If you missed it, Lake Devo, like Lake and then D E V O. It's on that Instagram. Pure gold. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hopefully oh, someone one. listening to this knows his name and like we'd love to track him down and, and get him do like a special mini interview within an episode or something holy shit thanks nick all right next up we got an email from enrique ulstein damn that was good (laughs) you feel me yo (laughs) damn let us know if if we butchered that email us back and uh hopefully I, i nailed that I'm trying to spend some time in Europe this summer if, if COVID calms down. I got to get my accents right. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, yo. What up, Bunt gang? Greetings from frozen Fijods of Western Norway. <laughs> it's been a long, cold winter. <laughs> Let's get some hot takes and some shots fired to warm us up as the sun comes back around. My question is as follows. Which skater is the off-brand version of which skater? I'll give you an example. Seva Kretkov is the discount way D. Let's get gunshots popping. Shout out to Pekka Lovas for blessing the people with the mean Norwegian edits. I definitely didn't pronounce that last one right. It's got the O with yeah. a line through it and the A with a little circle on top of it. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, okay. Yo, Seba. We- I was trying to think of Seba last week in that email when I was chirping Morgan, but I couldn't remember. His oh, name. when we were comparing like yeah. North America to the world. Yeah. I'm gonna go with, and I'm sure they're both sick of this comparison. But Niels Bennett is the discount Mark Suchu. But Niels Bennett's kind of you know separated himself and he's in his own lane. But when he first came out, I can't I can't deny, man. This man was out here looking like Suchu wannabe of pain, but. He's a beast. Um, I'm going to say that based on their kit, David Loy is the discount Corey Duffel. <laughs> There's only one Corey Duffel man with those kits out there. And then, um, what's that guy's name on DGK with the skating in the leather pants right now? Dave oh, my Bond God. Is the discount Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Fuck out of here. He might be... <laughs> Might have to resurrect Kook of the Week for that guy. Jeez. He's on one these days, that's for sure. Last email for the week. You ready? Let's get it. Coming in from Ellis Newen. What's up, Bump Boys? I thought I'd send this email to you guys to let you know that both me and my son appreciate the show on a lot of different levels. Thanks for putting out the quality content season over season. We listen to it every Wednesday morning on the way to school. God damn. Also, I hope to give a shout out to my son, Tyson Mock Nguyen, for his 14th B-Day on March 27th. Thanks for sharing this activity of skating with me. My life is so enriched with you in it, and I can't begin to describe how much I enjoy being your dad. Also, being confused as your brother at spots ain't so bad. I love you every second of every minute of every hour of every day. Happy birthday, T-Money. Now let's get these tricks. Appreciate you all, Ellis. Woo! Happy birthday, Tyson. You got a hell of a dad. And uh, 
Big time happy birthday from the Bump Boys. Hell yeah, man. Legendary email. One might even say goatee email. Uh, it gave me goosebumps, man. That was that was heartwarming. Me too, I man. I uh, couldn't be happier to read that. That father-son bond is, is something special. I'm excited for Story mm-hmm. to pick up a board in a few years. And you guys can rock mm-hmm. that in Toronto. Our boy, the good homie Ian and his son Ben be out here shredding. It's fucking beautiful Yo. to see. Um, that's inspiring. So happy birthday, little man. Damn, man. You guys be getting confused for brothers? Good for you, pops. <laughs> yeah. I hope I get that too. But I got different plans for story. Before he can skate, I'm going to teach him how to film with an iPhone. So he'll be like super useful to us. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm just kidding. Story, if you read story, if you listen to this when you're older, Papa loves you, brother. <laughs> Um, yo, the, the post office blew up this week, so if we didn't get to yours, apologies. It's coming next week. It's definitely coming. All right, y'all. Get your emails and voice notes into the buntlive at gmail.com. This is The Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports, brought to you by Steam Whistle. Canada's premium pilsner, the only buzz. <clears throat> Yo, we're supposed to give a box of steam whistle away this week, man. You got a quick trivia question? All right. This is a big time contest. We're talking about shipping some green cans to the winner, man. So make it a tough one, Ghost. All right. All right. Sports trivia here for the rundown. There's two duos who have put up. 40 points in the same playoff game. Uh, more recently, we saw LeBron James and Kyrie Irving do it in 2016 in their unfortunate comeback against the Warriors. Before that, two other Mandems did it. Let us know. And if there was a more recent one before uh, since the LeBron-Kyrie one, because I can't remember right now, but we're talking the one previous, all right? Let's get them answers. Let's hear it. Steam whistle. Box coming your way. I green cans. In there. <laughs> All right, bro. Let's pick it up in the NFL. We've been waiting for this domino to fall for a couple years now. We thought this man would get paid. But beep, beep, beep. You hear that, bro? The Brinks truck is backing up to Dak Prescott's house, man. Hell, Tell me the details. Yes. Yo, we talking. What is it? Five years, 162 mil, seven, 72 <laughs> mil hell. guaranteed first year, 126 mil guaranteed overall or some shit. God damn, bro. Those numbers might he be all bag. off, but they're close enough. We ain't ESPN for fuck's sake. You, you don't come here for the real fucking numbers. You just come here for a terrible take on whatever goes down in sports. Real shit, so, man. It, it didn't work when they gave Zeke the bag because seems like he's getting worse and worse by the year. Fuck but sucks. Dak, he seems worth the money, right? You have to take this. You have to make this investment. My question is, what the fuck was Dallas waiting on? Like the, the whole shit was just so like I don't know. They just waited to pay him more money. It makes no like sense. What it comes down to. Yeah, they could have locked him down like two years ago for like 120 mm-hmm. probably or 128 whatever like kirk got at the time they could have just gone a little bit higher um it's insane what they had to do here yeah and just 
is it, I mean, sometimes people flip it and they're like, Jerry Jones is the master marketer. Like, it's all just to be in the headlines. I mean, if that's true, I hope that somehow, like, makes them money back in jersey sales or something. But, like, to have to pay that much more to get him now after this injury, too. Um, if that is the thought process to, to gain the headlines right now, that's quite sad. Yeah. Like, what I is mean, the middle of March? Who cares? Who? Yeah, who the fuck knows? what's going on there but uh all that said i'm extremely happy for dak um i drafted him last year in fantasy he was number one qb till he went down straight beast so i'm glad to see him like for all these years get get dusted to finally get the bag and he had an insanely tough year last year with his brother and shit so just you know Mm -hmm. it's a it's nice to see that hard work pay off very very happy for Dak Prescott man let's keep it moving though JJ Watt released from the Texans free to sign anywhere he wanted he chose Arizona and something tells me it was for the money (laughs) (laughs) not going there to win is he going there to win is that what he thinks is gonna happen Nah, I think what a lot of these free agents do like because he could go anywhere um and he hasn't won it yet like maybe he could have gone to a worse team for more money but he at least went to the place where it's like uh if i'm being slightly delusional maybe i'm the last thing they need to become a contender you know that kind of signing where it's like you go to a middle of the pack team slightly above average and you think you're gonna push them over the top yeah where it's like "Hmm, maybe you should have just gone to the chiefs whose defense clearly needs help their offense is ready to go but i don't or know buffalo yeah or buffalo but whatever I'm, I'm happy for him but can i flip this or do you have anything you want to say more no I, don't, I got nothing left to let's flip it and look at it uh just the texans from a texans perspective there's a lot of you know talk uh when it happened about oh look how they treated deshaun watson versus jj like the the you know the the race factor what are your thoughts on that? Because it it is kind of frustrating to see Deshaun Watson, you know, constantly let down by the organization and want out. We don't know the exact reasons, but even from the outside looking in, you can see that that it's a bit of a shit show over there. Uh, he wants out, but there's it's looking like a standoff. And then JJ wants out, and it's just like boom, pack your bags, go. You get to go wherever you want. What do you think about all that? So I'm going to do what you hate to do. I'm going to go inside the general manager's mind right now. (laughs) And uh, J.J. Watt isn't the player he once was. You know, he's not the team-defining piece. Like, he can be. He's a good option on defense, but he ain't the game wrecker like Aaron Donald he used to be. And obviously, he did a lot for the organization. He's been there for a lot of years. Maybe they tried to trade him like whenever someone gets released it means there's no market to trade for him right mm-hmm. like i would you trade him for a fifth or sixth round pick if you could but no one will even do that so the only option left is to release mm-hmm. what i'm thinking maybe and maybe i'm going crazy here maybe they are planning to trade deshaun watson and they're just not telling anyone to raise the price higher and higher and higher Clearly, they know they don't have a team anymore. They've tried to make all these moves 
to make the team around Deshaun better. But as it looks right now, there's no team around. All the moves were wrong moves. <laughs> they failed terribly. They got rid of DeAndre Hopkins was the end of the end. Yeah. It was over once he left. So now they know. They're backed into a corner. All they have is Deshaun Watson. Are you going to hold Deshaun Watson there for the rest of this remaining contract to make him play against his will, unhappy with no one around him? I can't see them doing that. But I think they're going to say that to raise the price. Is that insane? I All I can say is I hope you're right, man. Because I, I was listening. I can't remember what pod now. But basically, he just got that new deal, right? So they've got him for five years. And then they could franchise him. So they could keep him for up to eight years. And just... But then on the flip, it's like they could keep him for eight years, not play him, find the shit out of him if he's not going to play, right? And just draft someone. But yeah. then they become... That's like everyone's talking about them nonstop in a negative light, and no player will ever want to go there. So, you know, as even though they have the final kind of leverage, uh, I don't think any team wants to be known as the team that does that shit, right? So, uh, I I just hope Deshaun gets to go. You know, let's get Deshaun to the Bears or fucking. I wish Big Ben wasn't re-signing. I wish he just retired, and he could go to Pittsburgh because I would love to see that combo. I honestly hate that Big Ben came back because it just puts the Pittsburgh in such a weird spot for the next year. They have no choice. They can't win. They're not going to win with them. So it's, I mean, I can't call a professional athlete like Ben Roethlisberger selfish, but it's a bit of a selfish move. I actually want to see Deshaun Watson go down to Miami. Miami's yeah. deserving of a good team. And uh, he's a superstar. That's a superstar market. Uh, it's a match made in heaven. And you brought up uh, Chicago. I think the perfect man for Chicago is Russell Wilson. But that whole situation is also fucked up. Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, I thought that was a perfect marriage. Yeah, same. I'd, yeah, I'd rather see Deshaun go to Miami and Russell to the Bears just because, like, the Bears don't do anything for me anyways. And I've never been a big Russell guy. So, like... If he just goes to the team that I don't care much about anyways, and it's just like I still don't care. But then if Deshaun goes there, I just feel like I love Deshaun Watson. So wherever he goes, it's going to bring some excitement to me as a fan. Mm -hmm. I'd rather see him go to fucking turned up Miami. Because Miami just, even though they, I love the building blocks. Their team's getting better. They're getting better, yeah. Uh, Like Deshaun would just be the cherry on top to make that like a must-see team, you know? Him and Gaisicki would be going off. (laughs) Don't talk to me about Mike G. Uh, Yeah, me neither. He had eliminated me two years ago. I didn't forget that. Um, But Russell Wilson, unpopular opinion here, but maybe he should take some of the blame on himself because he started the year off great, but he was dog shit coming down the end. (laughs) And O-line or no O-line, you had a hell of a team, and uh, you didn't play very well, so... Yo, Russ, maybe you should just chill the fuck out. That's two years in a row, too. I eh? remember, like, anytime you think you've fucking unlocked some trend in, in football, like, that, just like the stock market, as soon as you've found the trend, it's too late. Like, you know, like, yeah. all the write-ups on Russell would always be like, he starts the season slow, and then he turns it up at the end. The last <laughs> two years were the complete opposite. Complete and last, opposite. Year, last year was crazy. Like, he was... Mm-hmm. He was it was all that talk about like as if he's never had a vote 
for MVP and like look at him lighting it up and then second half of the season they start losing like these ridiculous games to shit teams and you're just like wait what uh he ain't no MVP shit nothing gets jumped the gun more than the NFL MVP oh, debate yeah. oh, we're yeah. talking week 2 and they're fucking naming MVP winners like it's insane i remember i even tried to throw kyler murray's hat in the in the Whatever you throw it in. Yeah, it's wild, man. All right, NBA. Blake Griffin, he's going to the Nets. He's chasing a ring. Detroit bought his ass out. He was free to go wherever he wanted. It's not a bad place to land, is it? He gets another $1.2 million. <laughs> Yeah, he gave up 13 to get the hell out of Detroit. Um, I hate to hate on Detroit just because... Our our idol, one of our idols, especially in this podcasting game, Jalen Rose, uh, he worships them, and Jacoby always roasts them because they suck balls, and so do the Lions. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, I don't know what the fuck they're doing in Detroit. But let's not let's not get too excited about Blake's dusty ass. Like this fool is on the waiver wire in all my fantasy leagues, and like people didn't even rush to pick him up. But then in our league, IB did, which was hilarious, and I chirped him on the side. I'm like, bro, that dude is a shell of himself. He's like, nah, nah. In Brooklyn, like, watch, like he's gonna light it up as the fourth option. I'm like, bro, he's like the fifth or sixth option these days. He's coming off the bench. They went and said in this in that uh Yahoo sticky right away that he's coming off the bench. Oh, yeah, I, you don't you don't even have to read that to know that. Like, you think he's more important to that starting unit than Joe Harris? Fuck no. You know what I'm no. saying? Like <clears throat> uh I'm happy for Blake and I hope he he wins a ring, but let's not pretend. Let's not overreact like, oh, like they just got superstar six-time all-star Blake Griffin. It's a wrap now. Championship. It's like, bro, he he might be, I mean, I hate to say it, but like his body's let him down. He's had eight surgeries. He might be, he might not even be playing come playoffs. Like who knows how his body's going to hold up. Um, bro, this ain't the Blake Griffin that was jumping over a car. Yo, he hasn't dunked. I just heard this on Bill Simmons' pod. He hasn't dunked since 2019, man. Bro, this is like that year that... Uh, Two years ago when DeMarcus was on the Warriors when we played them in the finals and he couldn't jump over a nickel. Yeah, it's just, I hate that shit, man. Nothing makes me more sad in, in the sports world than seeing people's primes end uh, way quicker because of injuries, man. It's just it's a bummer, especially at least Blake got dumb paid. Like I think he signed like 180 or something insane to go to mm-hmm. the Clippers, signed him and traded him like fucking poor detroit man and then yo the worst part for detroit in all of this is they kept blake because obviously no one wants that dust ass contract but they let christian wood go and look at what he's doing oh, in houston don't even don't even and yo christian wood at we this need to point see wood on the court man. i know this yo at this point in his career he's a hundred times better than blake griffin and he went to houston for like 42 million <sighs> meanwhile they still owe blake like 66 <laughs> <laughs> to, to go get a ring in, in fucking New Jersey. Damn. Shout out to fucking Detroit for getting Jeremy Grant, though. That guy. Imagine you had him and C. Woody, and we'd be talking about something good. But I don't know, man. I feel like Jeremy Grant, I'm not trying to get overhyped on him. Like, 
on a bad team, especially a team as shit as Detroit, someone's got to score. Now, he has, I'm not going to lie, he has impressed the shit out of me. Like, I didn't think he'd be a 20, 20 a game kind of guy. I forget what he's averaging. He's averaging something pretty impressive, mm-hmm. like 22 to 25 or something. But, but this is why he left Denver, right? This is what he wanted. <clears throat> yeah, yo, Malik Beasley left Denver too. He's putting up 20, 20 or 22 he's a game incredible. as well. Uh, Denver had too much talent. It sucks when you see that, eh? When all your young guys get yeah. too good, and then it's like you you can't find the minutes, and then they go pop off somewhere else. And you don't, they don't win in time, you know. Yeah, like. <clears throat> anyways, um, you want to talk about Kyle Lowry or save it till next week? Yeah, we could save it. D Jones, before we get out of here, quick thoughts on All Star Weekend and how trash it was. I didn't watch a minute. <laughs> didn't watch the draft. Didn't watch the game. I watched a rom-com called uh, Crazy Stupid Love with Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling. It was, it was all right. Well, you didn't miss much. I I also <laughs> didn't watch it. I saw some highlights. I watched the second <laughs> half of the game. It was trash. Um, all these dudes just do is shoot threes. Uh, one one exciting part was Giannis had a perfect game going, and he already hit mm-hmm. two threes, and then he went for a third three, and Reggie's like, no. And then he banked it in, <laughs> and he ended. I think he ended the game fourteen for like fourteen 16 or something. For 16? Yeah, sixteen yeah. for sixteen, thirty-five points. But yeah, the Kobe, the new Kobe system worked last year because it was a close game. But the mm-hmm. system's pretty bad. I mean, whether it's a blowout in the Kobe system or not, it's bad. But it, it didn't work at all um, down the stretch. Yeah. But Dame, that that last shot by Dame, holy fuck! Literally half a foot in front of half court. Uh, that's not that right. That's crazy. That is not right. But yeah, All Star Weekend sucked this year. Clearly, it was a cash grab for the league, and I support them getting all the money they, they can to, to pay and their you know players. What? It's, yeah, and you know what? It's kind of good to see that it's possible, and these things are possible. You know come a long way from the bubble in florida at least we're we're making strides here yeah 100 percent. uh so before you go complaining too much about the all-star weekend just remember they did it strictly to fucking fuel the league with some cash that goes to all your favorite players all right bro that's gonna wrap up this week's episode of the bunt big shouts to you the ghost catch you next week big shouts to you my brother that father-son combo gonna be epic one of these days when story can fucking mm-hmm. when he can walk and crawl we'll get him filming the sessions you know what i'm saying hell yeah what do you think his uh go-to flat ground trick will be honestly i think he's gonna be more of a switch tray man because of uncle say's influence you know what i'm saying hey man i wouldn't mind <laughs>